Hi, and welcome back to HFC. I don't feel like this week is all that... I don't know if it's deep, like the verse itself isn't deep or hard to understand, but I feel like the application is where it gets a little bit like, wow, that's that's interesting. So this week's verse is John chapter 2, verse 10. It says, everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. I was kind of read this like, okay, cool, like, yeah, God gives you the best. Like, what? where isn't that said in the Bible? Like, that's said plenty of times. But I think a lot of my deeper realizations about the Bible's meaning and stuff like this comes more clearly. It makes a bigger impact when I kind of juxtapose, those, juxtapose it. I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> when I put it in comparison to something else, basically. I was trying to use that word because I've always wanted to use that word. But um, when I put this verse in comparison with my own life um, or with the worldly experience, that's when it starts to kind of make more of an impact. Because when I read this, I initially thought of how much sense that makes and how relatable it is in real life. That when we first bring do something, we want to make the best impression. Like if that were you or I, yeah, of course, we're going to put the better tasting stuff out. And then if, well, I don't really drink, but if people were drinking, then I'd put the better, the worst stuff out later because they're not really going to taste it. That makes sense. Like so much in life we're told to make a good first impression or put your best foot forward. Or even when we think of when people are trying to date someone or when they're trying to make a friendship or they're trying to get into a job when they're courting someone or something they give their best initially then just begin to maintain this like idea that they're good and that they're this idea that you know they're amazing that they're awesome and just they don't have to put in as much effort because you don't expect it from them but that's kind of where it's funny when we kind of compare it or when we compare it to the way that God moves, because when we think about the worldly experience, people are constantly wowing you initially and then pulling back once they have won you. And they're just like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to maintain this. Like, like, yeah, we're friends. I don't have to try that hard. Or yeah, we're married. I don't have to try that hard. We're dating. I don't have to try that hard. Or we're engaged. Or we've been married for 20 years. I don't have to try that hard. Blah, 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 blah. Essentially saying, we tend to not try as hard after we've gotten what we want. However, when we think about the way that God works, God knows that he has what he wants and yet still continuously impresses, is continuously blessing. And so in a sense, my takeaway from this was that we serve an awesome and amazing God who loves us in ways that we may never understand or even know about. That he does it because he loves us, essentially kind of piggybacking off of last week's that he does it because he loves us, not to wow us. He's not doing it because he's trying to win us over, because at this point he's won us over. We've already, we're already kind of drunk, or not drunk, but in the sense we're already in a relationship with him. We're already like following him, and yet he continues to wow us because for him it's not about wowing us to win us over. It's about wowing us because he loves us. And, um, I think like sometimes in my head, I get this idea that 
I can't expect something like that because at this point I already follow God. God used to do so many amazing things when before I was fully a Christian. And it's like, well, it's not like, it's in a way we begin to kind of, not kind of, ignore that word, we begin to limit what God can do because we tell ourselves, no, God won't do that anymore because he's already won me over. In reality, this Bible verse says the opposite, that even once God has won you over, once you are very heavy quotation marks, drunk in God's love, he's still pouring out more and giving you his best more and more and more and more, better and better and better and better and better. And it's aging like fine wine. That's a better um, phrase to think of than thinking of put your best foot forward kind of thing. And essentially just showing us that it isn't, it's not about when we are with God, that he's always going to give us his best, whether you know, that's the beginning, that's at the end when we're almost about to die or reach the end of our lives. And I guess it just goes back to the, like to last week, what I said was, um, it's very hard for me to think God is always trying to wow us and give us his best. And so many times we're still doing that worldly thing of yeah, I've already won God over. We're already in a relationship. I go to church every Sunday. I just got to maintain this thing and I'm cool. I'm out. I'm going to be in heaven and everything's going to be fine and I'm going to be good. But that's not loving someone. That's using them. That's the kind of worldly experience that nobody wants. We don't want someone who, yeah, they just wowed us over and then they're maintaining this relationship. And it's like, I don't feel special. I just kind of feel like, yeah, they're here for whatever. And it's honestly kind of going with this book that I'm reading. It's called, um, I don't know the actual title, but it has to do with having the fear of God and the importance of respecting that and realizing that there is something special about this relationship with God, that this isn't something that we should be, oh yeah, I mean, I already won him over, like I already gave my life to God. Now I just got to maintain it and ride this, this like coast until I'm out. That we should be living in a way where we're loving him in the same way that he loves us, constantly giving our best as he's constantly giving his best. Obviously, our best, meaning his and ours, are not going to match up. They're not going to be the same. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be putting forth the same effort. If I were to be interacting with someone that was not capable of the same things as me, I'm not going to be expecting them to give me, you know thousand dollar things or whatever i even tell people this like for my birthday it, it's not like i'm huge on getting huge gifts or something for me it's just knowing that you took the time to think about me that you made me a card and it's not just a card that's empty and you put cash in there who anybody can do that and i'm not saying i'm not appreciative of money thank you thank you very much i know that you know that's effort but for me the effort is more important like i don't care if there's money in there in, in a sense, I care more if like, I know that you thought about me, you took time like to think about what you wanted to write, what you wanted to say, that you cared like how it was going to impact me. You cared about what I was going to think about that. And yet how many times do we do this same kind of thing with God where we're caring, you know, how is God going to receive that? Am I spending enough time with God? Am I maintaining my relationship, meaning doing the same old, same old, same old every single night, every single day? And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I feel like sometimes we have to realize that this is a living relationship. We serve a living God. This is not something that we're just, oh, you know, it's Sunday, time to sacrifice our time. But it's something that, you know, 
what we may be doing might change, um, how we're worshiping might change, how we're praising God, giving honor to Him might change. I feel like so many t- times we have this idea that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm spending all my time, I'm doing all these things, I'm so busy. And as if getting busy with God or staying busy, spending time with God is what He's looking for. And I don't think that's necessarily accurate. Um, if, I mean, I don't think it hurts, obviously, like if we're being generous and whatnot, but we have to be moving in accordance with what God is doing. And so many people want to just, oh, well, I know that that person is doing a donation giveaway at church. Let me go do it too. Um, and we're not praying about it and asking God, what do you want me to do? What is it you desire for me? Is it a donation me to go spend time in, you know, helping with the donations or the giveaways or donating my money? Is it is it giving of my time? Is it reading a verse? And we're so like, he's communicating to us and we're just not listening. He's like, I just want you to spend time with me today. I just want you to do this with me today. And I, I think of this and I'm constantly like in my head, I'm comparing this to relationships in the worldly sense. And it could be seen in the same way, like you're talking to your significant other, your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever you're, you know, like trying to court, date, whatever. And they're like, hey, they're so excited. They're like, oh, I, I'm so glad you get to spend the, t- the day with me. And they're like, oh, sorry. And you're like, oh, sorry, I can't hear. Um, but I bought you this bracelet. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, I love the bracelet, but that's not what I was looking for at this time. That's not what I was wanting. Like, there's a relationship and and things change and people need and want specific things. And it's kind of like in the sense that we expect God to understand us and we expect God to meet us where we're at and not realizing that sometimes we need to meet not God where he's at in that sense, but sometimes we need to be asking and being receptive of God. Well, not sometimes. We need to be receptive all the time of what God wants us to do, what God has for us, what God is expecting of us. We're trying to maintain this relationship, not be in this relationship. We're not communicating. We're not listening. We may be talking, God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. God, I need that. And we're staying so busy that we're not even listening. God's saying, I don't need you to go do this giveaway. I don't need you to do this donation. I don't need you to go act like a leader. I don't need you to go do this or that. I just need you here with me. You don't need to put worship music on. You don't need to pray this big prayer. Just sit here and listen. I don't need you to pray what you think I need to hear. I need you to speak to me like a loved one. In some of the most impactful times that I've had in prayer, and I'm not saying I'm the best prayer, and then I'm the only one God talks to. I'm just saying, because maybe you don't know this, and I didn't always know this, but I just remember one time I was so stressed out because I wanted to spend time with God, but I felt like I didn't know what to pray about. And I just remember sitting there on the floor and I was just quiet. And I kind of just, I didn't clear my mind because that's not good. You're not supposed to think of nothing. But I sat there and I just thought about how much I wanted to talk to him. And I was vocal about that. I was just like, God, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what I should say. I know what I could ask for, but I don't feel like asking for it right now in this moment would be the greatest thing. And I will ask for it, but I'll ask for it later because in this moment, I just kind of, I want to sit here and be with you. I just want to sit here 
and just exist with you for a moment. I want to feel the manifestation of your presence. I don't want to pray and receive anything. I don't want any blessings. I don't want any help. I just want for a moment to just feel you here and I just want to spend time and I don't want anything else to pop up. I don't want any video games. I don't want any TV. I don't want any books. I don't want to read or receive or do anything in the physical. I just want to sit here and just hold out my hands and and I know that you're there. So please just, just sit here with me and hold my hand with me. And that's all that I need. All that I want is to feel that you're here and that's it. I don't need anything from you. Well, we need stuff, but I don't want anything from you. I just want to sit here with you. And that is it. I just, I don't know what to say, but that's what I want. In the deepest parts of my heart, all I want is to just be with here with you and for you to clear my thoughts and just let me focus on you. And just, if there's a word you want to pop into my head, make it pop up. If there's something you want me to do, let it come to my mind to do it. But otherwise, I just want to sit here, no music, no nothing, no, just here with you, nothing, you know, over the top. I have nothing that I can give you. I just, I have my time and I pray that you can see the desire in my heart to be close to you, even if I don't necessarily know what that looks like right now. And it's in those times when I'm feeling most vulnerable and when I'm most honest that I honestly don't know what I'm doing. That I I could read my Bible, but that's not... That's not like the kind of relationship that I'm, I, I want right then. I guess what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with reading your Bible and stuff, but there's also something important about making time to just be, just to receive, to acknowledge the relationship you have with God, to acknowledge the fact that He's there, and just be honest about the fact that you'd like to be closer with Him, that you want to know Him, that you want something beyond just words in the Bible. I'm I'm very honest when I'm stressed out that I, I just I just sit or I lay there and I'm just like, God, can you just can you just be here with me for a moment? Granted that's not all I do. Like I it's just sometimes that's that's what we need and sometimes that's what he needs. He just needs a moment where we're silent and we're just listening. Not actively reading, but listening. Because sometimes when we read the Bible, we they go it, it goes in our brain, but like we don't process it, um, and we just have to think on it. And it's kind of the same thing I tell my kids: like you just learned all that information, just sit here, just think about it, let your brain process what you just learned, let your brain like meditate on it. And I guess that's that's what the Bible says to med- meditate on His Word. But I'm just like, sometimes you just have to clear a moment and just. <sighs> And just speak from your heart. Speak from the very core of of who you are and just be like, honest. God, I messed up. God, I'm having a good day. God, I'm having a bad day. God, I just feel off today. But here I am. I just want to talk to you. God, this. God, that. Just share. And, And I feel like that's what we're missing from our relationship with God nowadays. That we're not being 
present in our relationship or maintaining our relationship or creating an image of what our relationship is or we're doing what we think God wants us to do and not actually listening to listening to him when he's telling us what he wants us to do and i guess that's 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 just what today's message is anyway <clears throat> as always let's go ahead and end in prayer Dear God, first off, thank you for this verse, because I believe, I truly believe that it opened my eyes, and I'm hoping it opened the eyes of whoever's listening to this, about, you know, more and more about what our relationship with you should be looking like, and that it's not what, it's not always what the world would like it to be, or what the world says it is, it's it's deeper, it's more real than any other relationship we could possibly have. I know today's verse for the word of the day is 1 John chapter 4.19. It says, we love because he first loved us. And in a sense, Lord, I, I thank you for this relationship because I know that it's teaching me and it's teaching us how to love one another, how to listen, not to just act or react or to maintain relationships, but to always give, to give generously, to give honestly in the relationships that we're in and to listen and to communicate and and to be real and honest and not these fake people or whatever the world is telling us that we should be. I want to just thank you for this image that you've provided, for this verse that you've shared, this knowledge that you're helping us to receive. Lord, I pray that you forgive us of our sins, Lord, lead us not into temptation. And I just pray that you're just with us for the rest of this week and continue to guide us on this journey, wherever it may lead. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Really hope you received something. As always, have a God blessed week and uh, come in next week, I guess. Bye.